Welcome to Scrappy ABM, your source for groundbreaking approaches that don't break the bank. ABM shouldn't cost 200K in tech to even get started. So if you want to get started with ABM or make your program even better without investing a massive amount of money, you're in the right place. Each week, we'll hear from the brightest minds in the marketing world who are redefining ABM, achieving incredible results with untraditional methods, limited resources, and a whole lot of creativity. This isn't a show about how much money you can spend on fancy tech or overhyped tools. Instead, it's about celebrating creative problem solving and the scrappiness it takes to get ABM right. We'll dive into how these marketing leaders built robust ABM strategies with limited resources, revealing the actionable insights that led to their biggest wins. So if you're a marketer ready to challenge the status quo and build a scalable, efficient, effective marketing strategy, Scrappy ABM is the show for you. So if you're ready to discover ABM strategies that are lean, impactful, and utterly transformative, let's dive into this episode. Today, I'm joined by Rob Fegan, who is the founder of Venvito, and I'm super pumped for this today. We're talking through how do you actually get the attention of a partner like Microsoft using a playbook that can actually add an additional million dollars of top-line revenue per seller. You heard that correctly, a million dollars of top-line revenue per seller. So... Again, super excited to have Rob join me today. Rob, thanks for being here. Oh, my, I'm super excited as well, Mason. My pleasure to be here. So today we're going to talk through really, for starters, kind of the mindset that you should approach partner relationships with, and then a four-section practical playbook on then how do you actually build those relationships, capture their attention, and then use those relationships to effectively co-sell with your partners. So Rob, I'd love for you to help us understand as you're thinking about partner relationships, what's the appropriate mindset to approach those relationships with? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's where the whole thing of partnering starts is really understanding that mindset or having the right mindset. And so when I talk about working with Microsoft, I talk about the mindset of a win-win-win relationship. That's the first part of it. You really have to think about winning as the partner. Obviously, you want to win. You want your customer to win, but you also need Microsoft to get that same level of win or that same sort of investment in that relationship. So it's really that win-win-win relationship. So that's the first thing or the first part of the mindset. And then I talk about a second part, which I think is overlooked more times than not, which is a mindset of extreme ownership. So when you come in and you partner with a company like Microsoft or any large partner for that matter, they're looking to you to be their easy button. They're looking for you to own that relationship and understand how to work in their ecosystem. So Microsoft really expects its partners to know how to navigate the Microsoft ecosystem, know how to navigate the programs, the incentives, and to know how to sell and sell on their behalf. So it's super important to understand and have that sort of extreme ownership mindset. And then lastly is, if you think about uh, the traditional growth mindset, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But for me, I'm always of the opinion that inside of Microsoft, as an example, there are roughly 35,000 quota carrying salespeople at Microsoft. And not everyone's going to want to work with you. Not everyone's going to be the right person to work with. And if you find people that aren't, just move on. Don't get hung up and, and sort of have that go forward, growth mindset. And so those are the three critical mindsets for me and the Microsoft partner community that I think you have to have to really partner closely with Microsoft. Yeah. And I, again, love the approach to how do we create a win, win, win. Uh, I love the framing that like we're intended to be an easy button. So like 
if we're not easy to work with, it's unlikely they're going to actually partner well with us. And then just also the, also the recognition. I love the framing of like, there's 35,000 quota carrying sellers in Microsoft. And again, as we think about a lot of these larger organizations like Salesforce and HubSpot, there's tons of sellers. So again, as we think through any partner relationship, think about the organization as a whole. If you end up meeting somebody that may not be the best partner from an individual perspective, that it's, a, it's okay to just move on to another person within that organization. Exactly. And don't get hung up on it. There's lots of people that uh, you have the potential to work with, potential to help. And so you just move on, keep uh, keep marching forward. Awesome. So we're going to dig into a bit of the playbook. And again, a lot of our conversation is going to be focused on Microsoft as a partner. Because again, Rob, you work with companies that are Microsoft partners to help them build out these playbooks specifically within Microsoft. But I think a lot of the principles could really work across any large partner organization. So as we dig into the playbook, can you kind of outline the high level and then we'll get into some of the nitty gritty details? Yeah, yeah. And before we get into the actual playbook, there's one other topic I want to cover, which is really understanding what your partner cares about. So in my case, what Microsoft cares about, and that'll set the stage for how we build this playbook. So there are three things that I think you really need to understand that when you connect to a seller inside of Microsoft, they're going to care about. And the first one, and probably the obvious one for everyone is revenue. If you're helping them drive revenue, that's, you know, that's the cream of the crop. That's what we're all looking for as sellers is to drive net new revenue, additional revenue in existing customers. But there's two other things that you really need to be aware of, how you can help influence and move the ball forward for those Microsoft sellers. And the next one is relationships. So if you've got relationships inside of your customer that the partner Microsoft doesn't have, that is incredibly valuable to Microsoft. Getting those net new introductions is so important. And if you can share those, that elevates your status as a partner inside of Microsoft. So we've got revenue and we've got relationships. The third and final one is relevance. And what I mean by relevance is that you're bringing something to the table that's going to initiate a conversation. It's going to create some interest. It's going to want to move that. The customer is going to want to move forward with you to hear more about what you have to share. So it's, it's the understanding revenue, relationships, and relevance. If you know those three things and you can add value in one, two, or all three of those, that really elevates, as I said, your status in the eyes of Microsoft. So you know, that's one thing that I think all partners, again, I'm talking specifically Microsoft, but regardless of any partner, I think those are three very core fundamental things you should be aware of that can drive interest and awareness in you as a partner. Yeah, and you got to love how easy it is to remember three R's. So again, <laughs> right. And I think, especially as we dig into the playbook, I mean, just thinking through what actions am I taking that tie back to one of those three things in a very tangible way, make sure that yeah. you continually are heading in the right direction. So love that framework. Want to go ahead and dig into the playbook as we think through, okay, we got the right yeah. mindset. We're tying back into those three R's. What are we what are we starting to do? So the place that I start with every partner I work with is around their messaging. And this is this is so critical. And you know, some people refer to it as what's your superpower? What's the thing that you're known for in the market? And you know, with a few exceptions, you're good at one or maybe two things you're amazing at. You could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody in the market. And there are very few companies that can go across Microsoft's entire stack. 
I mean, it's a massive stack. So you really need to understand what you're amazing at, what your superpower is, and then start by building a message around that. So you need to understand you know, who you are, what you do, how you do it, who you do it for. And then most importantly, you need to understand what's in it for Microsoft. So that's the first place. And when I talk to partners about where to start, I always start here. Start with your message. Be super clear about that. And here's the difference that where people or partners get confused is they, they think, oh, well, I have my message for the market. And I tell them, that's great. You need to have a great market uh, customer facing message, but you also need to understand what Microsoft wants to hear from you. And that's a little bit different than what your customer wants to hear. So it's a subtle difference, but it's an important and critical difference that when you're communicating inside of Microsoft, you've got clarity on your message. You have clarity on your superpower. What are the things that you're great at? You'll go toe to toe with anybody, any of your competitors, and you know you'll win. So that's the first part of the playbook is understand your superpower and understand how to communicate that inside of Microsoft. Yeah, and I, as I think through that concept, I've, I've worked in HubSpot agency previously, and one of the best things that we did was we just build out a single landing page that had a video that we uh, would then send to sellers. And it mm -hmm. was kind of a, HubSpot had a, a round robin type thing of providing partners whenever a seller needed it. And that landing page, I, I would actually say it's probably more of a, than a subtle difference than the uh, customer facing messaging plus the partner facing messaging. because. Like we included, like, these are our close rates. These are how many customers that we've sold HubSpot to previously, like getting really yeah. specific to say, if you go with us, it's a win because we help you win. So I just think there's a huge opportunity to create dedicated collateral and content that is actually partner specific. That's so true. And, you know, I think you bring up a great point when I'm helping partners craft that message, getting really specific, being able to share win rates, close rates, being able to share how you build pipeline and the percentages that you can generate in their world is so valuable. So I love that. Uh, you know, I love how deep you went in that message. And, and the other thing that I talk about is you need to be very concise on that messaging. You know, nobody's got time to listen to a 60 or 90 minute presentation. You need to be able to communicate all of this information. I tell partners, if you can't share it in 90 seconds, you are, you know, you're going to be hard pressed to keep their attention, not to say that you don't have a 30 minute version of your presentation, but if I'm talking to you, Mason, and I can't communicate what I do quickly, you know, you're going to lose interest. And you know, Microsoft, like all of us are busy. They've got a lot of accounts they're covering. They've got a lot of activities they've got to get done in a day. So we have to be concise and clear. So. I love it. So, okay. We now know we've got content that we need to go create for our partner channel. And again, it's specific, tangible content on how we are uniquely differentiated within the larger partner ecosystem and how we directly impact either revenue, relationships, or relevancy within their customer base. So once we've got that content, what's next? Yeah, so the second part of the playbook is really about alignment. So you have to understand inside of Microsoft, it's a massive ecosystem. And you know they break it down into what they refer to as solution designations. And there's six different designations, you know, whether it's what they call modern work or security or Azure infrastructure, there's all these different solution designations. And within each of those different solution designations, there are different sellers. There are different people inside of Microsoft that care about that particular um, solution or that 
particular line of business. So you really have to understand who you work with in the market and who inside of Microsoft is aligned to those people or to that market segment. So the next part of the playbook is really looking at sort of the 50,000 foot view down into who inside of Microsoft can I impact with my message, with the superpower I bring to market, who is it that I really can help inside of Microsoft? And you know, I'll be, you know, it's not an easy task. This is probably the most challenging part of the playbook is really figuring out who you align with them and then how to align with them because there are so many sellers. I think I alluded to earlier, you know, there's 35,000 quota carrying people inside of Microsoft. That's a mind boggling number. But, you know, I've, I've had the good fortune of being both an individual contributor and an owner and uh, founder of Microsoft Partners. And, you know, when you do get this right, and when you figure out the alignment and how to align your business, it is like that's when the magic starts to happen. You can start to connect with these people. You can start to show value, add value. Because each one of those sellers has a list of accounts they're responsible for. And they're responsible for dozens and dozens of products inside of each account. So, you know, they're looking for not just one partner. They're looking for dozens of partners that come together to help solve some really big customer problems. So the second part of the playbook is all about field alignment. And that's where I spend a great deal of time and, and really where the magic, as I said, happens for partners is they start to connect with the right people. And when you do connect with the right people and you have the right message, you know, and you're able to add the value that they need, it is, I mean, it's that's how you get to that extra million dollars in top line revenue is by working hand in hand. Now, I've got one super quick follow-up question around alignment of just, sure. again, you'd mentioned specifically, you've got sellers that have multiple products that they're helping their clients with. So again, as I was thinking through alignment, like the immediate thing that came to my mind was like vertical specific alignments. So like I'll work with mm -hmm. the industrial industry or I'll work with aerospace or I'll work with MarTech. Like, so I'm curious yeah. from your perspective, like as we think through alignment, is it like vertical specific? Is it product specific? Is it a mix of the two? Like what is the most beneficial yeah. as we think through how do we create the best alignment for these partnerships? Yeah, and I'll tell you, Mason, there is a ton to unpack there because you know, with Microsoft and the size of it, they work in all these different groups. So at a really high level, Microsoft has your SMB vertical. So what you might think the small to medium business, then they have the SMC vertical, which is their small to medium corporate. So a little bit bigger than the SMB, but not quite you know, large enterprise. Then you have the enterprise group. Then you have the not-for-profit group. Then you have the federal group. I mean, it just the list keeps going. And so it's critical to understand what market you serve. You know, are you looking for those sub 100 customers? Are you looking for customers between 250 and 10,000 employees? Or are you looking for the you know, Fortune 100? And who do you as a partner serve? And when you understand that, it's much easier to start to align yourself inside of Microsoft to say, okay, here's who I serve in the market who inside of Microsoft serves that same vertical or that same group of people. And then, you know, we talk about just customer size, but to your point, they also inside of Microsoft have verticals like retail, healthcare, um, state and local government. So you really have to understand who you serve 
and then align that inside of Microsoft. And I'll be the first to admit, it's not an easy task. It's where I spend a great deal of my own personal time just learning and meeting different people inside of Microsoft, figuring out how and where they align so that we can work together to find the right people to connect partners with. Yes, I mean, of the four-step playbook, it really does sound like step two is in large part probably the most difficult and critical piece to actually finding success because, again, yes, like messaging is absolutely critical. Like your offer and how mm -hmm. you actually frame it up is absolutely essential. But like, if you're framing up the wrong offer to the wrong audience, then it's, you right. know, it's not going to be all that helpful or even the right offer to the wrong audience could not be all that helpful. It's you're so right. You're spot on there. And it's the, you know, the, it's sort of third and fourth parts that we'll talk about here in a moment are very prescriptive. You know, Microsoft outlines how you sort of will run these parts of the playbook, but one and two are the, they're really the parts of the playbook that are individual to each partner. You know, the part that we just covered, the section part, the second part of the framework, it's really about your sales skills. It's about selling not only to your customer, but selling inside of Microsoft and creating that value. And not only finding the people, but then it's staying in front of the people. You know, Microsoft's ecosystem is roughly 400,000 partners. So you get in there, you're like, oh, I've connected with somebody. But I'll tell you that there's 399,000 partners right after you trying to get on that person's calendar. So not only getting on their calendar, conveying a message, but then staying top of mind is so critical. So, you know, that the second part of the playbook here is really, I think, the most individual to each partner and the most unique to each partner. And the one that if you get this right, even if you sort of are fumbling through the next two sections of the playbook, this is the section, section two, that really is the part of the playbook that sets you apart from every other partner. Okay. Yeah. And again, especially with ABM, like the two areas, which it generally falls down are sales marketing alignment, but then also just like the targeting component of who do we, who do we even go after? So I think we're hundred percent, no pun intended, aligned on that front. As we move on to kind of the third part of the playbook as people, they've got their content and messaging, they've got the idea around who we're going after, how do we add the most value to specific segments within our partner? What's next? Yeah, and the next, uh, as I alluded to, it's very prescriptive here, is that there's two sort of programs or the, that Microsoft runs. There's one sort of overarching program they call the Microsoft AI Cloud Partner Program, and that's critical. So think of that as the umbrella program. That's the program that if you wanna be part of the Microsoft ecosystem, you're going to need to find a way to be successful in navigating the Microsoft AI Cloud Partner Program. And there's two ways to do that today. The first way is through Partner Center, Microsoft Partner Center. So you have to understand how to navigate that. And I alluded to earlier the concept of solution designations. And Partner Center is how you identify with one of those solution designations. It's a point system, so you have to go and take some tests. You have to prove that you've done some deployments, both from a customer success and a net new customer ad program. So you really have to, one, understand how to navigate Microsoft Partner Center, and two, is how to leverage that to stay top of mind inside of the Microsoft, the larger Microsoft program. So that's the first part of the sort of section three. The second part, and this is the newest part for Microsoft, and I think one that presents the biggest challenge and the biggest opportunity for a partner, which is Microsoft Marketplace. So 
you know, we've all heard about Salesforce marketplace and I'm sure HubSpot has a marketplace and Microsoft is now in the marketplace game. And I think that's, you know, there's no way around that. That's the new customer journey. Customers are demanding new ways to procure stuff or to procure our solutions. And the marketplace is the way that partners like Microsoft and, and all the other large partners are going now. So you have to have a solution in marketplace. You have to understand how marketplace works. It's the vehicle to do and enable co-selling. So, you know, you, I think you mentioned it earlier is, you know, how to co-sell. Well, marketplace is the new way to co-sell. It's how you'll have to operate. It's how Microsoft sellers will want to connect with you. They're incented to work with partners that have solutions in marketplace. So um, that's the first and foremost, those two things, partner center and marketplace are key. They're part of the playbook. You have to do it. There's no way around it. Um, but the upside is that they're very prescriptive. Microsoft is clear on what you need to qualify. They're clear on how you participate. And then it's just in the next part is how do you leverage that? How do you turn that into, you know, move forward motion for you as a partner. Yeah. And I really want to just make sure that people hear loud and clear, like marketplaces are a new go to market channel that like has not been around for all that long. I've got a client that's in the marketplaces space and like just to see their growth of the past year, because they are just helping people actually get listed in the first place, like has yeah. been honestly radically surprising. So Quick shout out to Clozar, which is one of my clients. So if you need help with listing on marketplaces, I know Microsoft <laughs> makes it easy. Uh, so do they. So with that, I'd love to kind of dig into this last piece, which is the fourth part of the playbook. Yeah, and that's programs and incentives. So, you know, Microsoft, like all large hyperscalers, they want to attract new clients onto the platform. They want to take people off of legacy solutions. They want to take people off of legacy hardware and move them into, in Microsoft's case, the Azure Cloud or onto the new Microsoft Dynamics or into their modern work platform like Teams and SharePoint and all those areas. So Microsoft runs tons and tons of programs and offers millions of dollars in incentives. And it is so critical as a partner that you understand how to navigate those programs and claim those incentives because one, your customer base knows they're out there. So they're going to be asking, you know, is there some funding available? And if you don't know that as a partner, that's going to be challenging. You know, you're going to be challenged with even the Microsoft sellers saying, hey, can you use one of the workshops for this? Or can you use some of the um, transition dollars for this, that uh, solution or that uh, motion that you're running? So understanding and operating the programs or navigating the programs and incentives is the fourth part of the playbook and critical to your success. You know, if there's money out there to help you close a deal, to help you move a deal forward, get more people onboarded, there's no reason you shouldn't take advantage of it. And, you know, Microsoft runs dozens and dozens of, I think the last time I counted, there was 80 different funding programs. So, I mean, there's no shortage in it and it runs into the tens of millions, if not the hundreds of millions of dollars in funding. And again, if we think back to the three R's that you outlined of again, revenue relationship and relevance, it really feels like the first two steps of this playbook, which are again, content and messaging, and then also kind of the alignment within the Microsoft partnership ecosystem. It really feels like those two are very revenue focused of like, how do I add specific value as a partner to help you drive revenue in Microsoft? 
but then the last two steps really feel like relevant. So again, we have to make sure that our, our certifications or our diplomas are up so that we have all the right credentialing so that we showcase that we have relevant experience at this moment. And then the last piece really feels like the customer relationship side of saying, hey, there's a lot that happens in the Microsoft ecosystem. You are running a business. You're looking to partner with Microsoft to make your life easier. And I know all the ins and outs of how to make sure that we get you the best deal that gets you up and running as quickly as possible. It really feels like that last piece is really focused on the relationship component, both with Microsoft for knowing the ins and outs, but then also how do I take the, my Microsoft relationship as a partner and make that benefit my customer relationship? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When you can do that and you can bring those three parties together, it ties into that win-win-win scenario is that you're bringing everybody together and you're creating a motion that is benefiting everybody. You're creating relationships that are mutually beneficial. It's a you know, it's where the magic is happening. When you bring all these pieces together and you get all four components of this playbook brought together, it is, you know, it's just magical. And as I said, it's it's in service of the goal of driving a million dollars of additional revenue for every seller. So you've got 10 sellers, you should be expecting and driving towards an additional $10 million top line revenue by running these types of playbooks. Because, you know, Microsoft, they're, they're in your customers. If there's if, you know, with the very few exceptions, Microsoft is reaching out, they're talking to your customer, they want to be involved, and they're looking for great partners to be part of that journey. So, you know, if you really can put this play, playbook together, execute it, then, you know, there's no stopping you. Absolutely amazing. So again, we've actually had a couple of people comment in the chat that they want to get connected with you. So people are listening to this and hearing the opportunity with being a Microsoft partner, and they want to learn more from you, where can they find you? Yeah, so Rob Fagan on LinkedIn. So Rob and then F-E-G-A-N on LinkedIn, you'll find me there. Or you can head over to my website, www.venvito.net and reach out to me there. You can book a meeting on my calendar or just uh, hit me up on email. I love it. Rob, before we close out, is there any other advice that you leave our audience today just around how do you build kind of this account-based program as we think through the partnership channel? Yeah, I think if you think back to what we talked about is each Microsoft seller is responsible for, you know, in some cases, hundreds of accounts. In other cases, they only may be responsible for a few accounts, but they're massive accounts that are, take a huge effort to navigate. And if you can understand how to build a program that helps them, helps them navigate their customer base, helps them navigate each individual customer, you know, that is massive value to the Microsoft seller. And when you're bringing that kind of value, they want to share and they want they want to keep you to themselves and to share as much as they can to help drive value. So, you know, if you really can get great at building an account-based marketing program that helps the Microsoft seller, you know, there is no stopping you in the ecosystem. And Microsoft has millions of customers they're touching each day, and they're looking for great partners to help them do that. I love it. Well, again, Rob, thank you so much for, for walking through this playbook. I think anybody that has listened in has got something that they can actually walk away and get started on. So again, Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been Scrappy ABM. We hope you all enjoyed. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scrappy ABM. If you enjoyed this week's episode, go ahead and give us a follow so that you don't miss a single episode. We drop every single Monday so that you can start your week off right. And if you're looking for additional great content just like this, go check out ScrappyABM.com. We're building a library of frameworks, guides, templates, 
processes, and tools so you have everything that you need to build a low-budget, high-impact, scrappy program. Again, thank you for listening to this episode of Scrappy ABM. This has been your host, Mason Cosby, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one.